gents. What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And we're right here at the post-COVID soiree. We've got everything set up here, libations on deck, women on deck, men's on deck. You know what I'm saying? We're out here just living our best lives, mask-free. You know what I'm saying? Just letting the aerosols fly all around. You know why? Because we're vaxxed up, baby. <laughs> vaxxed the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Just the, you can smell the marijuana smoke. Blunts are getting passed hand-to-hand. You know what I'm saying? No fears of that 19 because we protected. You know what I'm saying? We're on that Moderna. We're on that Pfizer. We're on that JJ, you know what I'm saying? You know, we ain't we ain't fear nothing in these streets. We fear nothing but God. You know what I'm saying? That was my DJ Khaled, I guess, vaccination advertisement, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so so New York is I guess basically going to be open. Like Cuomo says that that COVID's over. Um, it's, it's raw dog in it, baby. I, I feel like there's like a, a dead body. In like the basement somewhere in Albany, <laughs> that he wants us not to pay attention to. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, COVID's over, everything's open. <laughs> so look, like we're about to live the life that y'all in Atlanta and like Houston and Miami have been living for the past like six months, <laughs> and we don't know yeah. what to do. <laughs> It's 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 gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be literal chaos. Like all, all the valves that normally you're gonna get, you know, safety valves to love some steam, that's been just fucking fermenting for like the last fucking fifteen months now. So it's gonna be a fucking shit show. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's crazy. New York is just going to be I don't even know, man. I, I really don't know. Um but you know, I, I think now since since it's officially the post COVID era, like <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I mean, look, I haven't, I've, I've literally seen you like maybe twice in the past year, which is crazy. Like, yeah, physically, like, like, it, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a cool thing, but um, it's a weird thing, man. And we'll, we'll talk about this. Um, we're now in festival season, and festival season is actually a thing. Like, there's actually like numbers on the board. Like, the bag is on the line. Like right now, yeah. Like it's, it's it, people getting their dates booked up, airplanes tickets getting booked. You know what I'm saying? Drug dealers getting all happy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Molly dealers out like getting new shipments in. It's gonna be summer's yeah. back, baby. It's a it's a weird feeling. Like I, I I started buying tickets for shows, and I'm just like, I don't know. It was it was, it was and these are like shows in September October, and I'm like hesitating it. <laughs> I click the button, you know. <laughs> It's a very weird f- feeling, um, but we'll, we'll talk about this. We'll talk about a couple of things in the post-COVID era. Um, and, and look, it's n- it's only post-COVID if you get that vax, though. Let's let's be real. But um, but yeah, the the, the very governor's true, ball, very true. yeah, <laughs> the governor's ball just dropped their their lineup. Um, and again, like you know, some other festivals and other cities have dropped um, you know lineups, but Gov Ball Ball is big. It's in New York City. It's, you know, the largest media market in the country. And it's really kind of like now people are taking notice like, like, oh, this shit is actually happening. Um, Live music is actually happening, uh, which is kind of crazy. Um, So, yeah, I mean, the lineup is the the two like the top headliners for every night. 
Billie Eilish, ASAP Rocky, uh, J Balvin, and Post Malone. Um, yeah. And I don't know, man. Like, like people are saying this lineup is trash. I actually don't think it's that bad. I don't know what people were expecting. <laughs> it's, you know, you, I, 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 you know what it is? It's because uh, so ironically enough, I while trying to look up the Gov Balls list, I put up the two thousand the 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 canceled Governor's Ball, right? Mm-hmm. So to, to put it in perspective, the canceled Governor's Ball was supposed to have Tame Impala. Stevie Nicks, Missy Elliott, Solange, you know, you had Rufus. No, actually, no, it's not Rufus. You had one of the greatest artists of our time. Her was going to play. <laughs> get that get that check. Get that, get that check, boo. Get that check. No, you know what? Actually, looking at this, seriously, I think you have a, you have a point. I mean, the three headliners here are basically, uh, actually, shit, it's Tame Impala, it's fucking Flume and it's Missy Elliott. Those are your yeah. three headliners, and so it's like in a compare and contrast. Yeah, no, it's it's not. It's around the same. Obviously, the the names have switched a lot, but the quality. You know, when, when I look in the middle of the list, does anybody know who Arizona is, or who you know? I know I vaguely heard of Pine Grove and Sasha Sloan. Like these are no, nobody. So yeah, but, but even when you look at like the second line, though, I mean, you got Freddie Gibbs, which I, I you know I I'm. You know, really excited to see, possibly. Um, you got the baby, you got Megan the Stallion, you got your girl Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> Phoebe the God. <laughs> you got Burn the Boy, you got 21 Savage, you know, Young Thug. Um, it's like the more like Amine, like you know, Corday, like the like the more I look at this, like the more I'm kind of like, I this is not a bad lineup for for, I- for what you get. Weird question. ASAP Rocky over J Balvin? I'm 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 shocked at that that placement. Um because J Balvin is I mean the most streamed artist in the world right now and ASAP has not dropped a pro- project in forever. I'm I mean look ASAP apparently might have better managers. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is like uh you know, <laughs> you know. Because, like, as somebody who's done these type of these like live music events, like this the, this placement on the on the flyer, like that shit is those negotiations are rough, fam. So, um, yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised about that. Um, but no, I, I don't understand why people were like. I'm just looking like King Princess. It's like like um, Barty Strange is a, a artist I really want to check out. Orville Peck, like. I'm looking at like I keep looking at this, this lineup, and I'm just like, this is actually a really solid lineup. Like I actually might brave the COVID and also the STIs. I don't know which one will be worse. <laughs> um, to to actually check this out, Yeek is an artist I've been following. Um, Mike, I mean, you know, Mike I made him. Yeah, he made Mike. Well, one of my big favorite. He's made the list. Yeah, so this I I don't understand why people are, are, are like I feel like this is a level up from, you know, from the last gov like the cancel gov ball, and I feel like y'all should just like take your blessings, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I see. You know what it is? It's because and maybe it's I think it's a demographic too because it's like to us Billy Eilish is like eh. 
But to like, like if you're of a certain age, it's like fucking like Gaga in the prime. Like, you know True. what I'm saying? True. So I, I think a lot of this could be like, particularly on my part, I fully admit ageism. Like I kind of get Post Malone because I was there for the blow up. You know, Billie Eilish was a little bit outside of my range. But like I said, she's she's a Grammy darling. She's on the cover of magazines. Like she sneezes and fucking people grunt to report it. So I could definitely see her impacting the culture. I think it could, maybe it's like I said, it, this could be a case of the old versus the news. I think I think I think my hate was was me unfortunately being you know the, the gray hairs catching up. You know that pandemic fatigue. I'm, I've been aging. I've aged five years in the last fucking fourteen months. It's crazy. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. I just I just feel like I don't know. Like y'all should take what y'all should get. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you ungrateful bitches. <laughs> <laughs> we you know, we went, like, put all this shit together you know what I'm saying overnight working getting these checks sending these checks out and y'all motherfuckers want to complain y'all st- stay your asses back in there y'all stay home <laughs> with that COVID we'll be out here partying <laughs> I mean look you know if y'all got like Vanessa Carlton like be happy with that <laughs> <laughs> like um, but yeah I mean like, I'm looking like your boy RMR remember that dude the dude like who's singing the country yeah rmr country like, crossover the country thug crossover we're like, all waiting like, for I, I mean like i said like like the more i look at this lineup the more i'm, I'm kind of intrigued um I, you know obviously i feel like tickets are probably going to sell out um but you know we, we got that flex so obviously we, we got that vip uh, um, I'll, I'll see you with the crystal stone <laughs> <laughs> Like our drip is so hard, we drink the racist shit. We drink yeah, the racist uh, <laughs> champagne. <laughs> maybe, what's sad is maybe VIP won't be champagne; it'll just be Lysol bottles and, and, and ice. Yeah, it's just gonna be it's gonna be weed now. Weed is legal. It's just oh yeah, be, true. Oh shit! It's gonna be all wow. Weed. What's gonna happen with fucking? I mean, it's going to be interesting. I guess, no, because there was still banning for cigarette smoke. Because I'm like, will the festivals allow marijuana? But I'm like, no, it's New York. Yo, They'll find a way to hate. Yeah. I mean, look, I I, I, I am not a, a, a smoker on, on, on a daily basis, but I've, I've gone to festivals with smokers. They'll find a way. <laughs> oh, you know, it's it's for me. It's always a fun thing because you'll see, like, you know, you're there, yada yada yada. You'll smell the smoke; it's normal. But then you'll see that one, two, or three bounces who are trying to, like, you know, like 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 a beagle looking into the crowd, trying to find that one, like, you know, that that light of fucking flame to come and and mishandle that drug user and, and kick them out of the festival True. for infesting the soul. True. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, no, it, it's it's gonna be different, man. I I I, I feel like there's just like an anxiety from on my end, um, in terms of just like I don't know if I'm ready to be around a hundred thousand people, um, but I'm also like you know I want to see Barty Strange, I want to be see like some of these artists, you know, like Yeek. I want to see like these artists that like I probably won't see unless I go to a festival, like Burner Boy, um. You know, Dominique Fike, like Smino. Damn. Again, yeah, no, that 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 one that Sunday is kind of hip hop hip hopped out. Yeah. So yeah. um yeah, no, I'm I'm ready. Like um and I, I think I think to be honest, like we know a lot of people in the industry, the industry's ready. Like, even though I mean, I don't know what's premature and what's not premature, man. You know? It's like, it's what I do like about it, it's weird because 
there's been some assholes, but it felt like a lot of the times when they've gotten interviewed, everybody in this, a lot of artists are always very much like, you know, I fucking miss it, but I want a tour where my fans can be safe and we could all be safe. Yeah. So, so it's it's kind of interesting to see how like this is the line. Like I said, it's a, it's a there's a lot of positives here. I, I'm hoping they pull it off. Like I think we all kind of you know again I, I was hating because I'm a hater. That's what I am. <laughs> but I, I think that uh, we all kind of want to win, and I and I really hope they pull this off, and I really hope it's a great festival. And like I said, you know, Stone, like I'm you know I'll be out there in VIP, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yo. Out there with Lysol wipes wiping me down. You know what I'm saying? And playing that pussy. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Chilling. I'll be like because you know they get the VIP cannabis. Oh, we'll get, we'll get NFTs when we walk we'll in the get, door. I don't even know what I don't even know what NFTs are. <laughs> There'll be a gift bag of like Paris Hilton fucking dime bags and shit. <laughs> oh man, the the, the the VIP will be popping. Oh, it's gonna be um, Yeah. So so we. So we started talking about because the other thing too is um, I, I was having a conversation and you know basically a lot of you know twenty twenty had was great for music but a lot of the top name artists like paused or delayed their work because they wanted to tie their album into like a tour right um, and it's really interesting too because like the weekend decided to like you know drop the album and have the tour a year later i know feeling apple like her album her label is pressuring her not to drop the album until covid was over and she like overruled it so there's, there's a lot of like behind the scenes kind of like hey should we drop the album should we not drop the album um so again cuomo says post covid so we are here <laughs> Um, so I, I started having, having some conversations around like some of the most anticipated like art, um, albums of 2021 and somebody, a little birdie dropped it, like Childish might be dropping an album. Um, cause I think he was trying to wait for like the stars to align for like a tour or like, you know, um, I know Atlanta's feeling filming right now. And I was like, Oh snap, that, that would be very interesting. That might be my most anticipated album. And then, you know, we have TDE dropping a teaser. Um, hopefully it's Kendrick or a Scissor or Schoolboy's Q and not. <laughs> like I said, it's going to be Punch. The bag, man. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be Punch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm, I'm just kind of curious. Like, what, what are your top, like, anticipated albums now? Like, well, 2021. What I hear the irony. So I, I was talking to, to, to my fiance and, uh, you know who I miss? But again, remember, I'm a hater. I miss Drake. I miss Drake coming out and not, not sometimes through a fault in his own, sometimes it's by existing. Just, just, the, the hate fucking vortex around Drake. You know what I'm saying? True. And then the thing is, you know, recently Drake made the blogs for apparently breaking up a happy home. <laughs> there was, a, there was a, the, somehow, I guess he was, there was a, there's a couple, there's a couple of creative couple. That he was like, hey, I like your style, baby. You know, come out here, help, help me with the certified Lover Boy album. And, you know, Drake came in there. They both arrived, you know, engaged. And, you know, apparently only one person went back home mm. because that's how Drake moves. You know, I, I miss that villainy. You know what I'm saying? I miss that, the pettiness that Drake is. You know, I, I think after all the, all the COVID protocols and all the worry and everything else, I just want to get back to regular hateration. That's all. You know, and I, and I, and I feel that Drake... Drake brings that heat, you know what I'm saying? Like, hate him or love him, he he brings that drama, that that discussion, which I which I miss 
in the in the pop culture discourse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I I feel you. I feel you. I, I feel like it's not a summer without a Drake album or like a Drake anthem. And he's been dropping these Lucy's and you know, and the crazy thing is like he drops a Lucy and that goes to number one on the charts, right? Uh, but yeah, I mean, Certified Lover Boy has been like a thing since January and we've not yet seen it. Um, part of me feels like this is going to be Drake's detox, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Where, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like with, with detox, like Dre just like psyched himself out to the point where like, you know, by the time like he wanted to drop the album, like it was ten years later. <laughs> but but you know, maybe talking about rapping about blackberries. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's the plan. He just keeps on talking about the album, but drops these Lucy's. You blink, it's like fucking four years later, and the album basically dropped just like two songs every two months. <laughs> like never for like not in the package, but just all these Lucy's added up, and then now you know you got the fucking sort of final little boy bootleg fucking mixes out there, you know. But uh, but yeah, for me, I think it's Drake. Um, J. Cole announced a new record that's dropping next, next weekend. week officially. Yeah. Um, it's good because I'll be honest with you, the last couple of weeks have been having insomnia issues, so I'm, I'm pretty sure this will fucking set me straight. You know what I'm saying? I'll listen to that little J. Cole <laughs> and just fade off, get that solid hours. I wake up in the middle of the night with that, that anxiety, so I'm looking forward to that. Maybe we'll get a no-name disc. You know what I'm saying? Looking forward to that also. A formal, you know, a no-name comeback disc. Uh, all right. So I... I, I... I'm actually excited for the J. Cole album because I think some of the Dreamville, Dreamville work that he's doing is actually really good. Oh, yes. Um, it's, it's yeah, consistently solid. Yes, agree. Yeah, it's consistently solid. Like, I, I mean, it's way too many people on track, but that's that's okay. But, like, you know, I, I feel like KMD was fairly solid album um, from J. Cole. So I, I, I do kind of think that I, I, I could be excited about this album. Um, and, yeah, I, I feel like in terms of hip hop, it's like the, I think this, this might be the first real, like, like hip hop, hip hop album, like hippity hop. Like I'm going to listen to the album for the bars from a major, from a major artist this year. I'm trying to think of anybody else who's dropped an album. Yeah. Was two change this year. Did he drop album this year? He dropped. He might have. I feel like he did drop an album this year, which you all ignored. Um, try, I'm, I'm trying I to mean, think of. I, I can't think of anybody who. I know. Obviously, you have the baby dropped, but like you're right. I can't think of. And I hate using the term mumble rappers, but besides the new, the newer cast, I can't think of anybody, any of your wordsmiths who's dropped a big record, any of your popular wordsmiths. None, none of the hip hop guys have dropped anything. I mean. It's sadly enough, you can you're, you're, the most lyrical album we've had, hip hop album we've had this year, has been the fucking Khaled album, <laughs> which is fucking sad <laughs> to say. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you actually listened to that. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, <sighs> but yeah, I mean, so I, I think this is going to be really interesting because this is like the, the first shot, right? J. Cole is actually taking the first shot across the bow. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how a Kendrick responds or a Drake responds, um, you know, cause, or even like, you know, like Absol or like some of those guys, like, I, I feel like that, you know, basically J Cole has the first shot, which is really interesting. 
Um, and I, if I was J. Cole, I would like spend the whole album just like calling all the rappers out. <laughs> I mean, he's in his old, and he's ornery old black man phase. So, you know, it's, it, it wouldn't be surprising. I mean, the only thing is with J. Cole, though, I, I would also make a weird argument that his Dreamville shit is probably closer to a big rap release than his regular records. What I mean is, you know, no features, no self-produced, you know, there's a certain kind of thing happening over Jake. I, I won't say, say I was going to do a little side chain to call, call it a loveless project, but uh, there's an idea there where J. Cole is very insular, it's very focused, you're not going to get anything kind of huge. It feels like your dreams will kind of stretches the wings. Like, you know, you'll never, like, when was the last time you heard like a J. Cole hit song? I mean, and that's the you thing. Know, like, it, I, I feel like he hasn't had a hit song since like, you know, he was doing the Pretty Boy era. Yeah, and, and I don't, you know, yeah, and I don't think he cares about it. So it, it is interesting yeah. where this is the big hip hop release, but it's also telling is the big hip hop release by a dude who's very intentionally like downplays like the whole you know superstar rapper thing where he's he's the anti superstar rapper. So it's kind of interesting to see that him kind of sneak out because like you know it's the, usually the he's never known for the pomp and circumstance you know so it's going to be kind of fascinating plus I'll be honest for you it's going to be interesting what I'm kind of interesting interested to see is basically how rappers deal with like covid like cuz I've seen and I've seen bars here and there and, and little funny one liners and, and Chandra is based on covid but somebody like let's say Kendrick Somebody like a Cole, who's a little bit more like sociopolitical in, in their topics, it's gonna be interesting to see how they kind of cover it. I mean, I can imagine like you know, fucking Rick Ross or you know, some crass like you know, got you know, got got that Pfizer, got that Moderna, you know, <laughs> tell, tell your bitch come over here, I'm a Turner, some some shitty ass fucking rhyme. But like, it's gonna be interesting to see how like you know, people who are kind of a little bit more focused on how the world kind of spins their take on it. So I am kind of fascinated to kind of see how that kind of plays out. But like I said, it's it's gonna be interesting because like I said, it's it's J. Cole's normally low key, so I wanna see how this project actually shapes up. Yeah, yeah. Um that's actually a quality line, by the way. That that's quality. Oh, I'm I I I I I ghostwrite for Rick Ross all the time, sir. You know? <laughs> I know I know about the Zoes. <laughs> I know about the Colombians. You know, if 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 anybody needs a, a firm sixteen out there, hit me up at my Gmail. I'll wrap. I'll write these bars for you, tailor made. I, I, I watched Narcos last night. I, I watched Narcos. <laughs> I did my research. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. You know, I I think it's going to be interesting for me. I I do think yeah, like J Cole, like being the first rapper to kind of do that shot is going to be really interesting. You know, obviously TDE is teasing something. Although, like, I, 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 I don't want to. I'm I think I'm done. You, yeah. It's going to be that punch album. You know what I'm saying? Uh, President I, of TDE has been teasing. <laughs> it's going to be, y'all haters out there, it's going to be the greatest, the greatest fucking head of a label record since Baby. I mean, baby's like, old shit. You know what I'm saying? TDE, and we were talking about this before we started recording, they're, they're in the perfect position to troll. Right, like, because they basically have a starting five of highly anticipated albums, you know, Kendrick, Absol, um, you know, SZA, Schoolboy, um, Schoolboy, like they they have they have a starting five basically of of 
anticipated albums and yeah they they might just drop punch and we're just talking <laughs> we're just talking like the video will be him rapping and all of them like in the background like scrolling through ig <laughs> and they could set up the biggest troll of 2021 um all i'm gonna say to punch and to, to top dog is just like come on fam like we we need something nah they, need- the streets need punch I want to hear some presidential CEO of a record label raps. Like I said, massive P shit, baby shit. It's been too long. I mean, I mean, you got you got Pusha T. Pusha T is like the, the, the president of good music. Like, yeah, and, and, it's, it's, it's and, just, and he he raps about the Coke game. So yeah, I need I need I need. You, you want want to hear raps about the accountant? I, I want because because Pusha T was a rapper. Before. I want somebody with a with, with a modicum of fucking talent, very very mediocre talent, both for endless budget. That's that's what I want to hear <laughs> in my head of the record label albums. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Where it's just like, and, and you know that they're all like, and I always have the idea of like baby and shit. Where it's like nobody wants to be there, but it's baby, so you gotta be fucking. You know what I'm saying? It's like Manny Fresh has to give him these beats. It's like he's. It's just like he just comes in his who writes the whole fucking project, but you gotta do it because he runs the label. So yeah, I'm hoping for a project like that. It's oh, just like all man. all the best Kendrick beats and fucking Schoolboy Q bars is all thrown in there in his album, <laughs> and it's got like random shit where it's like Jay Balvin's doing fucking beatbox. I, I just I just love the excess and and the hubris. Of a of a fucking album from a major label head. That's my that's my favorite shit. Oh, I I I am just putting my hope in that that TDD does not troll us. They've dropped the teaser. There's like something's coming. It's, like it's, it's got to be SZA has like 18 singles out, bro. If, if they do this, they'll be fucking riots. I mean, yeah. I mean SZA is like the only person that like that is poised to like do the thing because yeah, she's been she's been out here. She's working um, it, man. She trying she trying to try she trying to get that bag. You know what it is, man. I, I feel like I'm I I'm tired of anticipating like major like like I, I feel like a Rihanna album. Rihanna doesn't doesn't need to drop an album nah. and she doesn't need to tour. Kendrick could just like go on a Pulitzer Prize speaking tour. <laughs> And get the same paper. Holy sh! You have a wow. He could definitely get on the fucking presidential speaking. You, you're like, saying that's actually fucking genius, though. A Kendricks and uh, like Tanahasi Coates like like joint speaking tour. Like, Yo, that would. You're joking, but there's <laughs> genius in that. That's stress free money. He just show up. It's a little panel. He gets you a little water on the stage. You talk for about an hour and a half, and you leave oh. with fucking six figures, bro. Yeah. That shit's fucking easy. No, no sweating, no breath control. Easy. No yelling at the sound man. Easy. The audience is there. That's I. If yo, I think that's the new hustle. I think I, maybe that's the rap elder shit. Is it's like at a certain point you just start doing fucking speaking arrangements and shit and speaking, yeah. speaking on the culture. Yeah, yeah, on the hip hop yeah. culture. <laughs> so I mean, I, I'm at the point where I can't anticipate anything. Like you know, Drake's doing TV now. You know, like like you know, like like what's what's the point? What's the point? Why why do music? You know, like Spotify is going to replace music with podcasts anyway. So you might as well just do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Imagine a world where rappers are doing podcast like like everybody they all become like drink champs because that's where the real bag is now. 
Bro, you know what I, I think was going to happen, though? Like, Drake, I, I see Drake, you know, because Spotify has this thing now where they they mix podcasts with music, and you do, like, your daily drive, and it's like a podcast, and they drop in, like, five tracks, and they drop, like, you know, oh. that's going to be the new album. Like a wine pairing and shit? It's like, here, yeah. here's your, here's your appetizer, <laughs> here's, your, here's your wine, here's your entree. Certified Lover Boy is going to be, like, five tracks, and then, a, like, a podcast. Like that's going to be that's going to be the album. Like I like I'm calling it right now. Like that's going to be the new format. Every artist needs to make a podcast and they'll drop in some music and that like that's it. Like that that's 2021 for y'all. What would a Drake podcast be? I would just imagine it's just cuz obviously you have fucking the, the the Apple Beach radio show. But like, what would you have if it was like a real Drake podcast? I think it would just be him just being extra petty. Just him like, True. yo, you know, so Diana, you know, I dated you when I was fucking 26 and I got you deranged. You ain't call me back. Maybe it's like calling into like fucking, <laughs> is this him and Pusha T calling each other dickhead for like fucking 20 minutes? <laughs> I, 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 I feel like a Drake Crank Gakers podcast where he just like prank calls. <laughs> Pusha T and Kanye, I, I think I, I would listen to that. I would listen that, to that. Like, that would actually be good. And, and Drake has nothing to lose at this point. Like, what and, are they going? Like, what are they going to do? Like, you know. And, and so, he's uh, we underestimated comedic chops. Drake is quite a funny dude. Like at the end of the day, dude. he's quite yeah. a funny dude. So yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, uh, l- let's move to new music. <laughs> new music. New music. Ah. So uh, uh, yeah, I guess oh no, because it's, 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 it's a it's a it's a two person conversation. This one, as you uh, Netflixers know, there's a new hot anime that dropped Yazuke. You know, basically based off the myth of the Black Samurai. Um, they took it, anime animeized it. I guess you know, there's a lot of weird shit happening. Fucking mecha robots and fucking laser fucking arrows and everything else. But long story short, it's a it's a passion project of Flying Lotus. Um, Lakeith, um, some other black writers. It's a lot of POC talent behind the scenes. Um, and as a result of the anime, we also basically have a new Flylo album. True. Yeah. True. Um, I don't know. I guess, uh, basically, I mean, it's, it's dope. It's, it's, uh, and I think you kind of described it really well, Stone. We called it like lo fi anime beats. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Whereas uh, it's it's I mean obviously you're not gonna really ex- the thing is about Flying Lotus and actually listen to Cosmo Grammar is the idea of where he already does music in a way where it already tells a story. I think the reason yeah. why like if you're a Fly- Flying Lotus fan is the fact of the way he succeeds in the primarily not all the songs have vocal I mean are, are instrumentals but primarily into um, instrumental spaces because like there's something already cinematic happening there. So the idea of getting Philo to fucking soundtrack some shit is really much a no-brainer. I mean, he's the kind of dude where I could imagine kind of easily making a transition like uh, Nine Inch Nails did, where suddenly they're just fucking yeah. popping, winning, you know, awards hand over fist for this fucking, putting the music behind fucking all these fucking Oscar bait movies. Um, so like the soundtrack, I mean, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's flames. Like it's, there's nothing here. And, and I don't know how to describe it where you're not going to find anything more adventurous as some of his other stuff, like better off you're dead and everything else. There's nothing necessarily as avant-garde. Everything's toned back a little bit, 
but it's still like if you like flying lotus if you like beats it reminds me a lot of the shit you know what's funny enough i'll say this much it reminds me a lot of the stuff that was coming out of like low-end theory like no almost stripped yeah. down early yeah. la relaxed beat sound so it's almost yeah. like like flying lotus like solo album without all these weird influences it's him kind of making these beats and you know I, i'm a huge fan the anime that's a whole other story but the uh -oh. album pretty good uh-oh you know <laughs> you know i i'm not a huge anime fan everybody thinks that i am because i wear glasses um uh, see that that know. black nurse stereotyping yeah we're the real although, ones who suffer although i do have to say i'm i'm happy for animes come up I'm happy that you could be like anybody, like a dude in the hood, whatever, and say I watch anime and like nobody like looks at you side eye. Like that was not the case like 10, 15, 20 years ago. But, so I'm, I'm happy for the come up. I'm re but, I really am. But it's still imagine imagine you get shot out by a dude wearing a fucking Dragon Ball Z t shirt though. That's just <laughs> But Dragon Ball Z is hiding the streets. It's you know all hiding the streets. It's you know, the Dragon Ball is like the most referenced rap character you, you i just, think of all time at this point any, you're on the floor bleeding out and you look up and your shooter is somebody you're just looking at goku on a fucking t-shirt i'd be Bro, very sad i'd be very I, I'd be very I, mad I, in I afterlife be, i wouldn't be surprised but um <laughs> but yeah so i do have to say so i haven't watched the anime um but i've seen some stills of the anime and then i listened to this album and i do have to say like and, and when you listen to an album a soundtrack album you have to listen a lot differently than a regular album because it's all just snippets of things setting the scene like blah blah but it's like it's weird like this album i created like a story in my head um just based off of like the music and then like those stills and i kind of like i was transported to that world and i think that's that's to me that i think that's really impressive um and that's what a soundtrack is really supposed to do like even if you haven't seen the movie, you can kind of like be in the world. Yes. Um, so, you know, props to Flying Lotus for that. You know, it's not a traditional Flying Lotus album. Um, it's, it is a soundtrack, but I, I, yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like, I feel like Fly Low needs to step in that lane if he wants to, of that, you know, that, you know, Nine Inch Nails lane. It's lucrative as fuck, you know. Yeah, Clamp be looking cheap as shit. Each of there with the Versace suits on now. It, that it pays well to it, get those movie points. And you know, like nice, like they got that Pixar money. Yeah, you know, all the Pixar scores. So, um, so yeah, I, I think Flylo has has a an opportunity there. Um, but yeah, I haven't I haven't seen the the anime. You know, it's. I have I have judgments about Netflix shows, and I also need to cancel my Netflix. But the whole other story. Uh, but you know, again, like I also want to make the the big up, like the fact that you have POC talent behind, like behind the lens. Um, and again, like like the POC embrace around anime is really interesting. It's a really interesting story, uh, and the fact that things that were considered nerdy 10, 15 years ago are now just like pop. Uh, and, and and kind of a part of the culture, um, and that to me I want to celebrate. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's something, and and uh, like I've been thinking about it because it's it's always been this weird intersection where it's just like you know you had Wu Tang and the love of like you know Hong Kong movies. Lord knows there's a million and one fucking bars about comic book heroes. So it's always been kind of like a. Uh, you know, like there's always been a connection, but never really overt. So it's kind of cool to kind of see that now. And yeah, no, like, like no real complaints. Like even with my hate on the anime, honestly, it's more because it's overstuffed. 
I see what they're doing there. I like what they're doing there. I, I think it is the idea of where, and I'm going back to your point about Netflix, is that, you know, they're basically like, yo, we don't know if they're going to cancel this shit or not. So let's get every idea we possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> In these couple of hours they're paying us for. And again, like I said, I, I wish they pushed their foot off the, front, the, the fucking the gas a little bit off, let things breathe. But like I said, there's a lot of good ideas there. So like I said, I'm not a huge fan, but I see what they were doing, and I and I kind of understand why they did it that way. So yeah, so a little bit of hate, but trust me, I understand. But yeah, if if you're an anime fan, you should definitely check it out though. Listen to my bullshit. Give, give, give support support black people. If you don't like anime, just put that shit in the background while you do dishes or some shit. Just give him <laughs> give him them views, baby. Give him yep. them views. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, cool. Yeah. So so for me, like. Um, there's a really interesting uh, album I've been, I've been listening to. Um, uh, so the lead singer of Quadron, um, Coco O, just oh, dropped shit. her um, like her debut album, and it's really interesting. Like Quadron, if y'all don't know, is a Danish group um, that kind of dropped like 10, 12, 13 years ago. Right around the same time as like Little Dragon and um, like Hey Ice Coyote, like things like that. And they're kind of in this like, I mean, alternative blue eyed soul. It's probably like a way that you'll put it. Like, it's basically, it's like they use the template of RB, but they filtered it through like a lens of like EDM and a lens of like a European lens, right? Which I think is really interesting. Um, and they got fairly popular. Um, you know, Quadron signed with a major label. Um, and I think, like, you know, they had their second album, um, which was amazing, um, called Avalanche. And they, you know, basically tried to do a, a, a pop album for the label. Um, but I, I think the label didn't support them. And I think they ended up breaking up and, and just it didn't work out. Uh, and I was having this conversation with with, uh, with uh, somebody online. And they're just we we're just talking about how, like, if they stay independent... You know, Little Dragons Independent, and they're still like you know, they're not like absurdly popular, but they're selling out shows. Hyalius Coyote can sell out shows, um, and Quadron, I think, if they stay independent and just stay the course instead of like trying to go for the major label, you know, maybe they'll be on the same level. But um, so that last album dropped in 2013. Wow, um, Coco went back to Denmark, and this album just dropped in 2021. So, um, you know, I wouldn't say Coco is a friend, but like, you know, um, I follow on IG and, you know, we're cordial and whatnot. Um, you know, cause I booked Quadron in DC like 12 years ago, I think. So, um, and I know that, you know, in Denmark, she was like, uh, fairly popular, like, like was a part of dancing with the stars out there and like things like that. So she was doing stuff in like her, like her native country. Um, but this is her first album. Um, she has one of my favorite voices in music. And, you know, I, I think, you know, production-wise, she's kind of playing with a lot of different sounds. Um, and that's a good thing. You know, obviously, you can, you can feel like you're chasing a sound. But, you know, like, she has a track that's similar to Strade. Like, she has a track that's similar to Mary G. Blige. So, you know, she has a track that's similar to, like, you know, like whatever but it's, it's still kind of her sound it's that signature kind of like like it's r&b but european at the same time production um and then her voice is, is i think one of the most beautiful voices in music so um you know check it out it's called it's a process i'm, I'm happy you know after 
what like eight years like you know she's finally able to release her solo solo album and um, yeah like if, if if you enjoyed the earlier work you'll enjoy this work and also too if you enjoy like really good solid rb um and if you've not heard of coco coco before like you'll enjoy it as well so yeah, no, Cartoon was dope. I, I, I just love the vibe. It's, it's interesting where, and I like your point about how you said how you wonder if they went to kind of the indie vibe. It just feels like like there's a lot of those acts where it kind of fell through the crack where, you know, it's 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 they kind of got love but not the love they deserved and they were definitely underrated. So I'm, I'm kind of happy she's still making music. So, you know, props to her. Yeah. Yeah. And then on, uh, for, for, I guess, our last selection, um, this is a, an, an oldie but goodie, or I should say a remix version, but... um. But a year ago or so, right when the pandemic broke out, uh, Pink Sifu dropped uh, an album, Negro, um, as opposed to his usually pure hip-hop shit. This is definitely more of an experimental punk, punk album, uh, a lot of guitar, a lot oh, of... Word. Even the way it was recorded was kind of funny, where it's it's almost like intentionally, it sounds like a tape of a tape of a tape. So it reminded me a lot of where... Because in, in rock music in general... There's a lot of there's a lot of mythologizing of like similar to hip hop, where it's like the purple tape, you know, the idea of where this is the way we used to consume the music back in the days. So if in certain circles is the idea of having these tapes, these bootlegs, these these sound collages of these bands playing, you know, live rehearsal shit. And it's almost like the way Nico was recorded, it was just along those lines. But what's kind of fascinating about the album was that it's a topic was solely focused on police brutality, which oh, seems very obviously very, and I just say that's and, and on two ways. One, the fact that a black man is making a punk album about fucking police brutality is not really a surprise any given time in America's history. But the fact that it happened off during the COVID kickoff before the protests, it just seemed like very like fucking you know like oh shit, well he's he he knew shit was gonna come down again. Um, anyway, liked it a lot. He released a deluxe version and also had a, a live stream based around it. Um, sort of live stream, great. It was him in a live band. Um, a lot of more jazzier, interpretation, jazzier interpretations of that album. Um, downloaded a new album, saw it was 40 tracks, said, that's cool, <laughs> and never went back to it again. So uh, this, this week, I thought I decided not to be a lazy fuck and went back to it. And it's kind of interesting because it's really two halves. He basically doubled the fucking track listing. The first half is still very, let's say, noisy, punky, sound collage This second half is also experimental, but I guess I'll say a little bit more based in, I'll say, hip-hop, where um, mm -hmm. you've got, like, Billy Woods rapping in it. You've got uh, a lot more traditional hip-hop production and a couple of more tracks. It's still weird as far as the way... You know, songs kind of start and stop. There's a lot of sound collage and things happening. But at the same time, even like the spoken word parts, the parts where he samples, like he samples James Baldwin, you know, things like that, it just seems kind of a little bit more bass in hip hop. Um, it's just, a, and then like, like even then, some of the bonus tracks are this band's, his band, I guess, his, his I guess 2020, no, no, uh, 2020 non existent tour band practicing and doing versions of their old songs, but like remixing it, where it's like, all right, they'll take a melody line from one of the punk songs, slow it up, play it, you know, a little bit more jazzier, and then have this cool, let's say, riff, like pro black riff from like, let's say, Megger Evans top. Is this a really good companion? Um, probably the best surprise, though. And and what's kind of interesting is that you know who did this on purpose? The most blatant Neptune spite I've ever heard in my life. 
the most blatant bite. And the thing is, it's kind of funny because he's got a song in there, and that second, the new, the deluxe version, where it's called like a Slum Village Ode, where it's basically they kind of do a interpretation of Fuck the Police. This shit is hilarious. Enough where you could tell like they were kind of laughing in the studio when they made it. So it is a really great album. I mean, obviously, it's a lot to tackle because it's 40 songs. I mean, don't get me wrong. Not all of them are full songs, but it's definitely a good hour and a half to maybe two hour listen. Wow. But it's definitely worth kind of sitting back and vibing with and just kind of letting it wash over you. Like, it's, it's a really good record. Like, like, like it's, it's, it's something where what he's doing in the space is very interesting. And I think, like, he's, he's kind of building a little classic run here. We'll see how time goes on, but, like, he, he don't miss. So, yeah, props to him. That's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. Cool, and, uh, cool. Now, as we go back to our cabanas, you know what I'm saying? Sit back, drinking back our nice whiskeys as we survey the partiers below us, you know what I'm saying? Mass free, coughing everywhere, coughing freely, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what's sad? Droplets everywhere. Droplets ev- I just had, you know what's going to be fucking scary? Because you know how kink kind of works? A lot of times, because I've, I've, again, Reggie's read sometimes, so I was reading something about how basically a lot of times people's kinks are really their fears that kind of show up there. So mm. if you're somebody where, you know, if you're somebody where you're always in charge and you're afraid of giving up control, then sometimes maybe you might be in BDSM where you're giving up control. I just imagine there's a lot of, it, it's going to be scary, but in about five years, there's going to be a weird coughing kink. You're going to be there in back page because you'd be like, you know, I'll pay 50 bucks to cough on me. Yeah. <laughs> cough nice. Hit me with those droplets, baby. Yeah, and be feel it in my chest. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's Bro, my I- new OnlyFans hustle, by the way. Bro, whatever works, man. Whatever I mean, works. We gotta get paid, like, man. It's capitalism, gotta get baby. Paid. Gotta I'm gonna be out there. Paid. Don't get, don't get, don't, don't snitch on me if you see me coughing on videos. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm middle-aged <laughs> white woman. Cough on me, black man. Yeah, cough on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I don't. I mean, again, anything is possible in 2021. Like. You know, we we have we have been at home for a year and a half. We don't know how to act. Yeah, so. we, we, it's it's yes, it's gonna be it's gonna be the best of times. It's gonna be the worst of times. <laughs> Indeed. And on that note, everybody listening, we love y'all. Take care of yourselves. If you want to be in VIP with me and Stone, gotta get that vax, baby. You know what I'm saying? Get, get on that, that Pfizer. Get on that Moderna. Get on that JJ. You come out here and, you know, party with us, baby. You know what I'm saying? Floss. Floss out here. But, yeah. As you all, we love you all. You know, take care of each other. Take care of your loved ones. Take care of people that, you know, you you don't love that much. You know what I'm saying? Because we're all in here together. That's the one thing that COVID has showed us. So, you know, stay safe, y'all. Peace. Peace.